This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I am thrilled today to be joined by the Chief Nursing Officer of Piedmont Healthcare, Kelly Halsey. We're going to talk today about what Kelly's seeing with the role of Chief Nursing Officer, what we're seeing with COVID and COVID and vaccine hesitancy right now, and, and, and a lot more. Kelly, can you take a moment, tell us a little bit about you, about Piedmont Healthcare, and then let's talk about COVID-19, vaccine hesitancy, and the role of chief nursing officer and what you're saying. Absolutely. Thank you, Scott. Um, So Piedmont Healthcare is a 15-hospital system in Georgia, um, not-for-profit, community-focused. I'm the chief nursing officer at the largest hospital in the system, Piedmont Atlanta, which is right in the middle of Atlanta. Um, Though we are a non-academic facility, we do very complex tertiary quaternary things like heart transplant, liver transplant, um, as well as being a very busy community hospital. So certainly in Atlanta and Georgia, we have have lived through um, the full gamut of the COVID experience and we're not done yet. Um, I'm privileged to have been here for my entire nursing career. My clinical background is in critical care, um, adult med surge critical care, um, and I've been CNO here for about eight years. And and, and talk about how, well, let's talk first about COVID-19 vaccine hesitancy. What are you seeing in your neighborhood currently? You know, that is a really good and interesting question, and I had to give some thought about how I, how I wanted to answer it. Um, Piedmont was one of the first systems to publicly in Georgia come out and say that we are going to do a vaccine mandate for all of our providers and staff. Um, a scary thing to say, of course, when you've got the staffing challenges that every healthcare system and every hospital has, but we just really felt like from our system CEO on down that it was the right thing to do for the safety of our patients and our staff. So I think how we got ahead of that was having really strong physician and leader champions. We had physician experts, infectious disease experts that would sit down and talk to teams or individual employees one-on-one and educate them about the vaccine. Um, dispel a lot of myths, um, and we were, we've been very successful. Our, our deadline was October 1st um, for a vaccine uh, mandate to go into effect, and we, we lost an extremely, extremely small amount of people. Um, so, and now we feel like we really are a safe place for our patients to come. Um, I think one of the things that, was, that we noticed throughout that journey was that, of course, we have a lot of younger nurses, younger staff that are in that time of their lives when they're thinking about starting a family. And there was a lot of information out in the world about infertility, the safety of taking the vaccine when you're considering becoming pregnant or you are pregnant. Um, So we were able to do a lot of education around that. Um, Not only that, Piedmont Atlanta is one of the largest nurse-driven ECMO programs in the country. And when I say ECMO, I mean continuous cardiac bypass that we run in our ICUs. And we've started to see um, a a considerable number of um, pregnant moms, young women with COVID come in and be in such severe respiratory failure 
that they require that ECMO for a life-saving treatment. That has been particularly evident in the fourth surge with the Delta variant. And I think having that experience and knowing that's happening in our hospital really swayed a lot of people to get the vaccine that may not have considered doing so otherwise. So it's that um, it's that first-person view of seeing what the disease can do to you every day. So I feel really good about where we've been. Certainly, it still continues to be um, an issue in our community. Um, vaccine hesitancy and misinformation, um, a lot of different reasons, but I, I really believe that Piedmont set a great example for our community in that respect. And how much COVID-19 are you seeing in the Georgia community today as this latest surge started to soften a little bit? What's your sense of what you're seeing currently? It has. We actually at Piedmont have run a joint um, effort with the State Department of Community Health and Department of Public Health um, to staff a designated COVID expansion unit over the last about 15 months um, in an effort to have more of a pop-off valve for our community and to staff some beds that were vacant in the hospital. And um, so we have regular touch points with our, um, with our state partners and we compare numbers and we definitely are seeing our hospital numbers start to level off and decrease. Not as quickly as in previous surges. Um, and we have noticed that our patient population in this fourth surge is both younger and sicker than we've seen in previous surges. So um, definitely a slow decline and we, um, we just are doing everything that we can to get people fully vaccinated as well as COVID vaccinated to avoid that um, post-holiday surge of illness. But definitely it, it's looking better. And currently staffing in your world, how is staffing looking? How is morale looking? What are you seeing there? That is the um, $100,000 question, Scott. I think we're seeing pretty much what everyone else in the country is seeing. In my opinion, um, nurses and in particular respiratory therapists um, have the opportunity with some of the contract and travel rates that are being offered to make money that they would never have been able to make before. So you really have to be understanding of people taking advantage of that opportunity. Um, I think we really need for that cycle to break so that we can start regaining some sense of normalcy. I will say that we've been fortunate at Piedmont Atlanta to have a really strong core of experienced staff who have stayed with us, though we have had a lot of turnover. Um, I feel hopeful that we're starting to see people feel a little bit more normal. Um, we're doing more meetings. Um, projects, picking up things where we left off almost a year and a half ago, and, and I'm hopeful and confident that that's going to um, start to return us to some normalcy. It's very tough competition out there, though, especially for nursing salaries um, in, a, in any large city, and Atlanta's no exception. We play a lot of catch-up with hospitals down the street, five miles away, closer to people's homes. Um, so we have to be very innovative and um, act fast um, to make sure that we're getting the best candidates. Kelly, thank you. And, and take a moment on 
What are you seeing? The role of chief nursing officer, chief nursing executive, how is that role evolving and changing in this, you know, you know, very fluid world? You know, in a lot of ways, I think it's back to the basics. Um, in the last year and a half, I haven't spent a lot of time in my office. Um, you have to be very vulnerable and transparent because I think we've been through a time when our staff is looking to us for answers and oftentimes we don't have the answers. We don't know the answers. We're waiting to see what happens next, just like everyone else. But just maintaining that visibility and connection with our staff, sitting down, answering questions, um, being vulnerable enough to admit that we don't know the answers and just over communicating. I think that's one thing that it's easy to get disconnected from when things are, are more normal. Um, but that's been one of my that's been one of my focuses over the last year and a half. Um, I don't like the word rebuild because I feel like what we're going to do in the future is reinvent or invent new ways of doing things because our workforce, I believe, some element of the nursing workforce has changed forever. Um, there's more mobility. There are fewer. There's more options for nurses now. There. Are teleworking options that have come up as a result of COVID. Um, people's home situations have changed, schools have changed. So we just have to be extremely, extremely innovative, flexible. Um, I know the word resilient is used a lot, but I believe that chief nursing officers have to find, have to dig deep and find that resilience every day. Um, we can get very, very tired without even realizing how tired we are. So self-care is really important, and I stress that to my staff. Our staff will feel guilty because their unit is short-staffed and they need to come in. No, you need to take a day off and take care of yourself. So I, I think it's um, visibility, connection, innovation, and as always, always keeping the focus on patient care. And, and Kelly, one last question. When you look at, I mean, what a daunting last 18 to 20 months. When you look to the next 12 months, what are you most excited about? What, uh, you know, if it's such a daunting period of time, what are you most excited about going forward? You know, I think I'm excited about everything. I think I'm, I'm constantly and have been trying to find throughout this time, um, silver linings. And I think we have some silver linings. We've seen countless acts of heroism and compassion. I think people that are dedicated to healthcare can really look back and say, I saved some lives, I helped save some lives. So I think we can capitalize on that passion. Um, I think we've seen leadership at our hospital displayed in many, many, many different ways. So I'm excited about the talent that we have in our hospital and healthcare system. And through this all, I feel that we have maintained ourselves as a, a family and a, a safe and wonderful place for patients to come. And it's, it's pretty um, awe-inspiring. I feel very humbled to be in this position and in this hospital. So great leadership team great frontline staff, everyone from the dietary staff to the EVS staff to the CEO has pulled together. So I feel like we're going in a really, really good direction, which is maybe an odd thing to say right now, but uh, I, I truly feel that way. So 
So um, we're not going to lose hope. We're not going to get dejected. We're going to um, pull together and get to a better place. I think everyone is looking forward to feeling a little bit more um, normal again, both inside work and outside of work. This is why nurse leaders are such exceptional people. Because someone like me looks at the last 18 months and says, what could you possibly be excited about? And you put on this positive mental attitude, go right back at it and say, I am excited about getting back to work, about making us grow, about doing great things in the leadership team we work with. What an amazing perspective, Kelly. It's actually inspiring and awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Becker's Healthcare Podcast, Kelly. What a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, Scott.